Well, you know, uh, we've been talking about Passover, or excuse me, uh, Pentecost coming up May 31st, the last Sunday. May 30th, right? May 30th is the last Sunday. 31st is the last Sunday of May, right? And so that is very special. God has something in store for the church. Uh, you know, and so whenever we see uh, major events that occurred in the Bible, to this day, they're still occurring in Jerusalem. The Jewish people are still doing that. But, you know, it, it, God, God is the one that put it together. And so I believe if he put it together, we better take note, right? We better understand it because it affects us all too. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it is. Uh, Sunday, May 31st is Pentecost. Amen. Uh, let's go over some things that we learned Sunday just for purpose of, of knowledge, just so that we know. In case we meet a Jewish friend and says, uh, do you know anything about us? Yeah, I know your, your festivals. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we know that Shavuot, say with me Shavuot. Shavuot is uh, a festival and it follows the Passover by 50 days. Remember, the Passover was a couple days before e uh, resurrection. And then from that moment on, you count 50 days. It is also known, as we talked about it, the Feast of Weeks or the Festival of Weeks. Uh, it's also called the Feast of Weeks. Quite interesting. It's got a lot of names, but uh, nevertheless, God put it together. Uh, it is called the Feast of the Harvest, where people bring in the first fruits. Uh, it, it, is, it marks the end of seven weeks of the Passover barley harvest and the beginning of the wheat harvest. So remember, between those two harvest times, there's a pause. And we talked about a pause, and that's quite interesting. Right now, we're in that pause moment. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, God, God is good. He puts everything together. Uh, and so it's amazing. Uh, and also we understand that the, at one time the Jewish men were expected to bring their, their, their first Omar, their first chef of barley to the temple in Jerusalem as a Thanksgiving offering. Remember, when they brought in their Thanksgiving offering to Jerusalem, that's when Jesus was on the cross, right? So it's a big festival in Jerusalem, and yet on that hill, was Jesus getting ready to be uh, crucified. So uh, we understand that how God was able to bring him in to Jerusalem. Jesus died, and the festival is still going on. People are seeing Jesus. And then 10 days, 10 days after uh, Jesus, uh, we find out that he went to heaven, and that's where the excitement of the Holy Ghost fell. Uh, in that upper room, 120 saw, well, we're, we're going to talk about it. Amen, hallelujah. And so we have to realize, now let me just say something real, real quickly, hallelujah, amen. The commandments that were given to Moses, now notice this, is the most fundamental faith of the Jewish people. And it also happened 50 days after uh, they were uh, released from Egypt and Moses went up to the mountain. And it's quite interesting, it all ties together, amen, hallelujah. So once again, Shavuot. In, in Hebrew means Pentecost. Say with me, Pentecost. Pentecost is Old Testament as well as New Testament. Shavuot in the Hebrew means Pentecost, which means 50th, 50th. And so 50 is where we're talking about right now. Now in the New Testament, Pentecostal means 50 days. <laughs> Amen. 50 days after resurrection. Quite interesting. You can't get these words mixed up. Remember, Shavuot means what? 50, but what also does it mean? Pentecost. 
right? And then after the resurrection, we find that there was 50 days that the Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. Are, are you with me, church? Hallelujah, man. I hope it's not too confusing because this is really interesting. And so let's go quickly to the book of Acts. Hallelujah, amen. And let's find out Jesus is already talking to the apostles. He's already resurrected. He's already ascended to heaven. Hallelujah. But something he said before he resurrected or before he ascended, it's found in Acts 1. Now notice this. The Bible in the book of Acts, it is the Acts of the, of the disciples, also the Acts of the first church. This chapter literally talks about the birthing of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice what it says in verses 1. The former treaties have I made old Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, through the Holy Ghost. Now notice this. Through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostle whom he had chosen, to whom he, he also showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them, and that's what Pastor Christine talked about, 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So remember, 40 days Jesus was on earth after his, after his resurrection, right? He ascended. And so we understand 10 days after the ascension is Pentecost. 40 plus 10 is 50. Hallelujah. And being assembled, now notice what it says here. And being assembled together with them, Jesus with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days. Now notice what he says. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Jesus, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive Power. Say with me, power. power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in all Samaria, and unto, other, unto the other parts of the earth. Let's stop reading here for a moment. So in other words, Jesus promised his disciples what we just read about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? The coming of the Holy Spirit brings power. Say what I mean, it brings power. Now notice this, it's quite interesting. This power, you have it on you now. I think what's happened is we don't recognize this power because we're not putting it to work. We have this power in us already. Bible says it. How many people can say, I believe the Bible? I believe Jesus. Say it with me. I believe Jesus. I believe the Bible. I believe the work of the Holy Spirit. Now notice this. So that means he gave us power. Ooh, Jesus. He gave us power. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus promised the disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit came, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we now are continuing getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank God for that. I got baptized many years ago in the Holy Spirit. Remember when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Remember? What is the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. If you're not speaking in tongues, if you've never spoken tongues, that means you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very clear. And if you once spoke in tongues and you're not speaking again, that means you were once baptized, but you're not refilling yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, quickly, let's go to Matthew now. Let's talk about, let's look at John the Baptist. Jesus mentioned about John. John the Baptist was his cousin, and he said, you know, John Baptist brought water baptism, but I'm coming to bring you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But notice what John said. John the Baptist, his cousin, Jesus never got to know him as they were growing up because immediately he was taken to the desert, and he, he was raised in the desert. And then later on, we find out that John and Jesus literally were in ministry way later but I imagine family talked about it. You know, Elizabeth talked to Mary. Mary, my son, John, he's out there eating locusts and <laughs> wearing camel's hair. What about Jesus? Where's Jesus at? Well, he's somewhere doing miracles. Amen. She says, oh, I wish, she probably said, oh, I wish those boys could meet. I mean, you know, they would really love each other. Hallelujah. Well, they did meet each other. Hallelujah. Amen. John was baptizing people. Here comes Jesus. But he, he said, there he comes, the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice what it says in, in Matthew, the third chapter. Don't you love the Lord? Hallelujah. Yeah. In John, the third chapter, let's talk about John, John the Baptist, verses 1. In those days came John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist, John the Baptist, the Baptist is not his last name. So remember that. Don't say John's last name was Baptist. No. <laughs> Come on, church. John was a baptizer. That's why they call him, he's the Baptist. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. And in those days, John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he, for this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So this is John's work, making the path straight. And then we find out Jesus takes that path. Hallelujah. Amen. Now go all the way to verse 11. Now notice this. John said this. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Remember, we got baptized with water. All of us. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me. He's talking about Jesus. He that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost and fire. So in other words, fire is now added to this, uh, this, uh, this plan. Holy Ghost, fire. Holy Ghost, power. Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. You have the Holy Ghost, you have fire, you have the Holy Ghost, you have power, you have the Holy Ghost, and you speak in tongues. <laughs> Amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. Wait. Let's wake up. No, no, no. I'm not talking about waking up from the service. Wake up to know what you have that Jesus gave you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. John the Baptist prophesied about the Holy Spirit baptism and with fire. And it did happen. Now, go back to the book of Acts, where we see the church again, the disciples. 
Go with me to chapter 2. I love chapter 2 because this is the history, what, why we're going to celebrate Pentecost the last Sunday of May. I like what Pastor Christine said. The German people celebrate three, fest, three holidays all together. What are they? Christmas, resurrection, uh, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice what it says in Acts 2. Hallelujah. Now, verses 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, remember, 50. Shavuot, the Jews, the Jews are in Jerusalem, bringing in the, 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 the harvest, the, the fruit, the first fruit, bringing it, bringing it into the priest, bringing in the lambs, bringing in the calves to be sacrificed. There's a whole lot of commotion going on. Millions, millions of Jewish people from all nations are in Jerusalem at this time. Amen? And notice what it says. And when the day of 50th Shavuot, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, meaning all unified in one location, meaning they went there for one purpose, not to eat lamb steak, right? Not to talk about the festival, not to meet young ladies and young men for future husbands. They all met, these particular met, the disciples met, there was 120 met for one purpose, Jesus said that we're going to receive a power that's going to come from us. John the Baptist talked about Jesus bringing the fire of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus, before he ascended, he said, go wait in Jerusalem for that day of the power of the Holy Ghost that, you, that you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be baptized. Amen. So they went. And notice this. Now notice this. This is 10 days. Jesus ascended. So 10 days they're going to the upper room. They're having church. It's like you coming every day here, believing for that promise to happen. Now, this is what we have to believe now. When Jesus says something, we've got to act on it because it's going to happen. Now, if Jesus has given you a vision, has given you a prophetic word, or your pastor spoke to you, or you read the word of God and you received it, you've got to believe it's going to happen. It doesn't happen on your timetable. It happens in the time of God, right? So here was 10 days. And I want you to picture this. The Bible says 500 people saw Jesus, as Pastor Christine said, these were the chosen 500 that saw Jesus. Think of it if you were the 500, right? They saw Jesus, they heard Jesus, they go to the upper room and wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What happened to the 380? Only 120 stayed. 380 got tired. 380 said, well, it's not happening. It didn't happen. Let's stay home tonight. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, we probably missed it. You know, I think, uh, you know what I'm talking about? This is where we have to be very careful. When you're committed to the things of God, go all the way till you get the breakthrough. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, it, 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 confess, Father, I thank you that your word says this, and I'm believing, and I'm standing on the word. I'm standing on the word. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You stand on it. How, whatever you're doing, whatever you believe in God for, you stand on it. Don't give up. Write it down. Say, Father, you promised me through this in a dream. You said this through the word. You said this to my pastors through, through him. You said this, Father. Therefore, I'm not going to back down. I'm standing on it till the day I, I celebrate it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's going to happen. Jesus is true. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice what it says here. The Bible says, and 
suddenly, oh, I like suddenlies. See, suddenlies are unexpected, but you do have expectation. You have an expectation, but you don't understand the suddenlies. I, I love suddenlies. And suddenly there came a sound, as we said Sunday, from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Look at that word, sitting, tells us that they were having service. Sitting, that means they were just like you're sitting, hallelujah, amen. And the Bible says, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it, that word it should be a he, circle that word it, and put a he. And he, because the Holy Spirit is not a it. Now, you know, um, Pastor Christine's not a it, I'm not a it. John's not a it, right? Armani's not a it. We're people. So it says here, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and he sat upon each of them. The Holy Spirit is a person. Third person of the Trinity. Say with me, third person of the Trinity. So he sat upon each of them, as I talked about Sunday, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost <laughs> and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. So God has given them utterance. Hallelujah. Amen. So history of his arrival is this, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now notice this, people that don't understand tongues and they try to explain it, they call it glossolalia. Tell me glossolalia, if I said it right. Glossolalia. Say it again, glossolalia. Now, this is where sec secular people say, well, you know, they were talking glossolalia. Right? Whenever you hear that, what they're really trying to say is, they're talking strange, but to them it's tongues, but to us it, it's strange. It's glossolalia, right? That's what the world says. And I've heard, I've heard Newt's Caster say this. I've heard people that, that are talking about people that pray in tongues. Well, you know, they were, they were just having their glossolalia time. <laughs> amen. They, just, they ought to just say tongues. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. And the thing about it is this. If the Bible says tongues and doesn't say glossolalia, then why do they say glossolalia? Amen. Don't, don't ever try to change the wordings for the Bible. Like I told you earlier, it's not Easter. The Bible doesn't say Easter. Say so it would be, uh-oh. It's because we're so used to saying, hey, it's Easter. It's Easter. No, no, no. It's Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> Amen. And so we find this happening. Now, notice this. Jesus prophesied of the coming of the Holy Spirit. But he said it back in the book of John way before he was ever going to be crucified. Now notice this. Go with me to John the 14th chapter. John the 14th chapter, we find in verses 16, I did the homework for you. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to work, I'm only uh, pinpointing certain scriptures. So in your own time, you go ahead and study the fullness of it. Hallelujah. John the 14th chapter, verses 16. Are you with me, church? John 14, 16. The Bible says this, Jesus said this, so it's written red, I will pray the Father and he, which is the Father, shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you altogether forever. Now come on church, stay with me. I will pray the Father and he, God, 
shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you altogether forever. Does that say you, you choose to have the Holy Spirit with you whenever you want to? No, you don't choose. He's with you forever. When you make a commitment to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you activate praying in tongues every day. That's why I encourage you to pray in tongues every day. Have the Holy Spirit with you, as the Bible says, forever. So in other words, the plan of God is to keep the Holy Spirit on you forever. Now, I will say something, forever until you go to be with the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is here on earth. Now, quickly look at verses 26. Jesus still talking. But the comforter, it's quite interesting how he calls it the comforter. Comforter, what does a comforter mean? Comforter means he comforts you. Holy Spirit comforts you, gives you security, gives you strength, gives you encouragement, gives you uh, fortitude. You still say, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost. In other words, the comforter is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah. He shall teach you the comforter which is the holy ghost shall teach you look at this some things and no it says all together all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i have said unto you now notice this activate this say father I, I, I have the mind of the Lord. Give me that scripture, Lord, that you put in my heart, and he'll remind you. See, the Holy Spirit is there to comfort you, to teach you, but also to bring to remembrance all things that Jesus said. Now, notice this. Uh, one young man told me years ago, years ago, Pastor, there's so much to learn. How can we ever understand it all? You can the problem with that is trying to figure out where you are mentally to try to grasp what God has for you tomorrow. But you can't think that way. You got to think, Lord, today I'm in the house of God. I'm hearing my pastor. I hear the anointing of God and he's teaching me. And now that I'm learning, Jesus, bring this to my remembrance when I, act, when I need to activate this. Come on, he'll teach you. Do you know, oh, John gave me a big old, he just got a big yawn, hallelujah, amen. Just a big yawn, hallelujah, amen. Notice this, uh, to this day, I still hear my pastor teaching me years ago. John Osteen, I still hear him in my spirit teaching me. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit will bring you something that you learn, and it's not something here, it's something in your spirit. So in other words, it's the Holy Spirit that will bring things to your remembrance. Now notice this. Let's say you're having a situation somewhere, and you're saying, okay, Lord, what is that scripture Lord, that I need to know? Oh, hallelujah, shumrakata. Holy Spirit will bring it to you at that very moment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And besides, the Holy Spirit will help you find things you lose. I, you know, one time I lost keys, and I said, Holy Spirit, remind me where the keys were. Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, move that couch, and it's behind the couch. When you were playing with your son, you threw him the keys, and it fell behind the couch, and you never went back to get them, and now you're looking for them, they're there. I found them. I, when I lost a golden pen that my students in Bible school gave it to me, I lost it, and for two days it's been missing. I looked all over the house. Finally, my wife says, ask the Holy Spirit, what's that? 
That's right, Holy Spirit, where's this pen? I'm at work in my office, and also Holy Spirit said, go look in the hood of your car where your motor mount's at. That's where your pen's at. I went out there. Sure enough, there it was. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, church. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit do things to you like this? That's what he's for. That's what he's for. Tell him. Talk to him. Holy Spirit, remind me. Remind me about this. Teach me this. Hallelujah. Amen. And so notice what it says in, in, in verses, uh, go with me to chapter 16 now. Jesus prophesying about the coming Holy Spirit, 16, G, uh, chapter 16, verses 7. Hallelujah, are you there? The Bible says this in verses 7, nevertheless, nevertheless, I tell you, Jesus says the truth, it is an expedient, it's important, it's a, it's a benefit, it is expedient for you that I go away. I have to go, church, for if I go not away, the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will, now notice this all together, send him unto you. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us. So let's use the Holy Spirit. Let's invoke the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. Let's talk more in the Holy Spirit. Like Pastor Christine today in prayer, interpreting the tongues. Oh, Jesus. Let's start using this. Now look, look at verse 13. How be it, Jesus said, how be it when he, should be a capital H, when he, the Holy Spirit, it's not a it, when he, the Holy Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Are you getting something, church? Hallelujah, amen. Notice what it says in verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Verse 15, all things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I that he, the Holy Spirit, shall take of mine and will show it unto you. Look at me, everybody. All that the Father has, it's for you to know. So you can't say, we will never understand the Bible. Oh, the natural mind can say that, but the spirit man is ready to grasp all the revelation. Come on, church. Has anybody ever looked at an owner's manual of anything? Raise your hands. Owner's manual. What were you looking for? How to be able to do something according to the manufacturer or the owner, Right. So you looked at the manual, right? I used to ignore the manual until I found out it's easier if you look at the manual and it'll direct you. Hallelujah. Amen. Something about guys, they don't like to look at manuals. They say, I can do it myself. And by the time you know, <laughs> they go back to that manual. Hey, don't throw away the manual. Don't throw away a manual. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the Bible is God's manual. He created you. He put, he put his manufacturer uh, information here. And that's why you and me are learning life through the word of God. Amen. So that's why people say, well, uh, can, I, can I just get a little tough right now for a moment? Not to you, but to the people around that you know. When people say, well, I don't need to go to church. You just blew it, buddy. You're not learning the owner's manual. You're trying to do it on your own. You can't fix life by yourself. Well, you know, I don't need anybody to teach me the word. I know the word. Oh, you old 
you old fussy fool. <laughs> you need the Bible. You need to teach. You need a pastor. You need someone to teach you the Word of God. Hallelujah, man. Now notice this. It's because it's the Holy Ghost that operates through this pro this process. Come on, Holy Ghost came. Jesus left. Jesus gave us the fivefold ministry, which is your pastor. Holy Spirit came works through your pastor, now you and I start hearing the word of God of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Don't you love it? Don't you love it? I hear people say, well, I don't need a pastor. Oh, you old, you old, you old fish out fool. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so we have to realize Jesus prophesied the coming fish Jesus prophesied the coming of, that was the Holy Spirit. Amen. He prophesied the coming of the Holy Spirit. Say with me, Amen. Amen. Look at John 20 now. I love it. Jesus, again, Jesus, he now made available for everyone to receive it. You know, you don't have to buy it. The only thing you have to do is receive Jesus Christ, and he made it available for you on this side of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. John, the 20th chapter, verses 21. Hallelujah. Amen. John 20, verses 21. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says, then said Jesus to them, listen to what he says to them, peace be unto you as my father has sent me, even so I sent you. Verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Amen. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now notice this. Let's stop here for a moment and understand something. What was going on? Remember, Jesus is telling the disciples, not many days from now, I have to go, but I'm going to send the comforter, and he shall baptize you with fire. But notice this, he's talking to the disciples, but now he has to prepare the disciples. That's why he blew on them. Now he says, now notice this, receive ye the Holy Spirit. So in other words, it was a seal. You feel the anointing? I felt the anointing right there. It's the seal of the coming Holy Spirit. Say with me, the seal. This was not the baptism because they didn't speak in tongues. It was a seal of a promise that you disciples, my disciples, you that were with me when I was taken up, you're going to receive, the first ones are going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the 120, right? And notice this. So that means the seal of the Holy Spirit is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a preparation toward it. Let's, let's talk about the seal for a moment. When you and I pray for people, when they get saved, what do you do? Father, I pray that they receive the Holy Spirit. What are you doing? An act of seal. I pray that, Father, uh, that when, when, when so-and-so receives you, Father, I pray that he just receives the Holy Spirit immediately in Jesus. What are you doing? Just like Jesus. You're preparing people to receive it. So when they receive it, they got it. Come on, can you say amen? Now look at, uh, look at uh, chapter 7 of John. Let's go back to chapter 7 now. Hallelujah. Amen. So he blew on them. They got a seal of the Holy Spirit. Now John 7, the Bible says in verse 38, He, Jesus said, that believeth on me as Scripture, as the Scripture has said, out of it, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. All right? Rivers of living water. But this spake Jesus of the Spirit, 
which they that believed on him should recede, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So in other words, he's telling them what's going to happen, and he's telling them that it, once you get this Holy Spirit, not only is it fire and it's a baptism of speaking in tongues, and, and, and you have it, but also it is a river inside of you that just flows out of you. Come on, church, amen. It's a river that flows out of you. So what we're seeing here, and look at it again. I love what Jesus said. Out of his belly shall flow, shall flow rivers of living water. Now look at me for a moment. Jesus doesn't want a, Christ, a dry Christian. Has anybody ever, now don't, don't, don't point anybody out. Don't judge anybody. Have you ever, have you ever heard somebody that's just dry? They, 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 you know, and, and they're just so dry and they have no life in them. And, and when you're worshiping the Lord, they're like, you know, uh, and you ask them to pray. They're like, something's wrong with this picture. And notice, listen to what I'm going to say. And, and, I, and I hope you understand what I'm going to say. You can't say, Pastor, that's my characteristic. No. You have to say, it's the Holy Ghost that's going to overcome and take my characteristic. Notice this. That means we've got to break through. Come on, church. Now, and I want you to think about it. I went to a game with some friends years ago uh, that were members of a church, of our church years ago. And uh, in church, these, these people are very quiet in church. All right, listen to what I'm going to say. They're very quiet. They're very quiet. But I went to a Thunders game. And they was jumping, screaming, hooting, and ooh, man, I'm like, whoa, I was shocked. I, I, didn't, I didn't go to enjoy the game. I, I just went because it was good to see the crowd shouting. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, wouldn't that be nice if all this crowd would shout like they're doing now? They're shouting over a basketball player and a basketball, and they're shouting, and, and, my, and I go... I'm their pastor, and they're in church dead. But out there, the thunder game, something wrong with this picture. And, I, and you know me, I had to say something polite. And, and I said, guys, boy, you guys are shouting here. And you, Paul, I'll tell you, Pat, did you like the game? I said, I really enjoyed seeing you shout. Amen. Can I ask you a question? Please re re honor what I'm going to say. Could you shout like that at church? It got real quiet in the car. It got real quiet. Amen. I think I stepped on somebody. Amen. But anyway, I could never get them to shout in church anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, so this tells me the river's not flowing. The river's not flowing because I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to a a dried up riverbed and say, oh, I want to take a bath in it. Amen. I want to go to a river that has a lot of water. Hallelujah. Come on. Can you say amen? Quickly go with me to first Corinthians. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going there. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I just want to encourage Christians that are very quiet. <laughs> Get excited about Jesus. Come on, get excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. When you don't want to shout, that's the time to shout. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Are you okay, guys? It's, it's, it's solid. It's true. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Amen. Now, notice what it says. 
in verses 16, the Bible says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. We know that, right? Say with me, I know that. The Holy Spirit's in me. Go with me to chapter 6 now. Chapter 6, verses 19. Hallelujah. Well, um, I, I, let's see. Yeah, chapter 19. Uh, chapter 6, verses 19. He says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not of your own? Say with me, amen. amen. For you were bought with a price. That's the blood of Jesus. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your body. What is your body? Your outward, your outward expression. Come on, church, outward expressions. Now, notice this. Um, it's quite interesting. Outward expression literally is a sign that you're in tune with what's going on in the house of God. Or um, I tell you what, if you ever get a, if you ever, if you ever got a, I mean, I got a surprise Sunday. Me and Pastor Christine were shouting, right? Have you ever got a check? Well, the stimulus check. Let's talk about the stimulus check. How many people got the stimulus check? I got mine. Now, did, did, did y'all say, oh, look, oh, I feel so bad that I got this stimulus check. <laughs> no, 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 no. You shot it. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah. Come on, honey. Too bad the restaurants are closed and the stores are closed. Hallelujah. Amen. But we going shopping as soon as it opens. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice this. That means it's an expression of your joy. It's an expression of what you receive. Well, the receiving of the Holy Spirit should cause us to have an expression of excitement. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of God. I'm going to the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, church. Not like, well, you know. I got to go to church tonight. <laughs> Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice this. Go with me to 2 Timothy now. So, so there's an outward expression. And literally that outward expression, you know, you have to do it by faith. You know, you have to do it by faith. Uh, make your, your face smile. Raise your hands up by faith and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Uh, Timothy is a protege. It's a spiritual son of Paul in ministry. He became a powerful minister of the gospel. Second Timothy, the first chapter, verses 13. The Bible says here, hold fast, Timothy, the form of the sound words which you have, thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Jesus Christ. Let's dissect it now. Paul speaking to Timothy. Hold fast the form of sound words. Hold on to it. Hold on to the word of God, which thou hast heard of me, where? In faith and love. Remember, operate in faith, operate in love. Love and faith have to work together, which is in Jesus Christ. So in other words, you're working something that is in Christ. It's not Christ uh, uh, working apart from you. You're working in Christ. And Christ is working in you. Now quickly look at, uh, let's look at uh, verses uh, uh, 14. The good thing which was committed unto you, Timothy, keep by altogether the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. So let's stop for a moment. Keep by the Holy Ghost which is in us. 
And notice this. The Holy Spirit now resides in us, but notice the work, and works through us, now pay attention closely now, to keep God's word. No Holy Spirit, no allowing God's word to work in us. No praying in tongues, no allowing the Holy Spirit to remind us of the word. No being baptized of the Holy Spirit, having no power of the word. That's why there's people that have no power of the word. Listen, folks, Satan knows the word. Satan knows the word. Now, Satan doesn't love God. Satan hates God, but he knows the word. How does he know the word? Well, he was with God from the very beginning. So Satan now will know, wait a minute, they have the power of the Holy Ghost. Now the word is in them. God is bringing that word up to work to use against Satan or against me, Satan would say, right? But now Satan will see a Christian that's dry like a riverbed, has no, has no outward appearance of joy. So now he'll come and bring a perverted word which is not God's word. It may use some words like, for God so loved uh, Oklahoma that he gave his son for Oklahoma. Right there, it's, you know, it's not right. God gave Jesus to the world, not only Oklahoma, right? But a non-believer or one that doesn't know the Holy Spirit will get a hold of this word and say, God spoke to me. No, God didn't speak to you. You just heard Satan give you a wrong word. And the Bible's full of us understanding how Satan works. So Satan comes to deceive a person that is not baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's why I love to pray. This, this morning I prayed all day. I prayed. I prayed before we came to church. We prayed here. And, you know, when you're praying, you're activating God's word in you. In you, in you, in you. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see this. So now notice this. If you want the supernatural power of God, now notice, notice this. If you want the supernatural power of God operating in your life, say with me, my life. Stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. Stay filled. Stay filled. I like my truck full of gas. Hallelujah. Pastor Christine gets nervous when that thing's on an eighth. She'll say, honey, you should be driving on an eighth or on a quarter. A quarter. You don't like my truck on a quarter. She says, go get gas. I said, I got another 200 miles. <laughs> she, she hates it. She hates it. She said, go fill it up. I like it when she drives my truck. It's full all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> my daughter's car, when you borrow my daughter's car, she's always filling it. I think she gives it to you and empty, and you have to go fill it up for her. She says, Mama, thank you for filling my car. Give it to me full, please. She's watching tonight. Amen. <laughs> and so, nobody likes their car empty, right? I mean, we, we, we shouldn't drive empty. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, w what do you do when you fill up your car? Boy, you just, you're just glad. You're full. You're full. Right? Well, that's the way with the Holy Spirit is fill yourself up daily. Now, let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians. Fill yourself daily by praying in the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized, praying in tongues, now praying in the Holy Ghost. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Look at the fifth chapter now. Ephesians 5. Hallelujah. Notice what it says in verse 17. Oh, Jesus. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord. What, it, what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, be filled. Now notice this, why does he say, why does he use wine to explain about being full? Think about it. Wine bibbers, they like to drink, 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 drink. Come on, church. Have you ever noticed wine bibbers or people that are drinking beer, they just, they just like to always drink, 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 drink. And it seems like they can never get full. They can never be full, amen. Now notice this, he's saying this, like 
the wine bibber drinks to be full, a believer has to be full of the Holy Spirit. But notice this, not only when they need it, they should always be filling. So that word fill, if you, if you look at it, 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 be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. That word filled means to be refilling always with the Spirit of God. Always with the Spirit. So in other words, you're constantly filling yourself. Amen? Now, how do you fill yourself, Pastor? Verse 19 tells you, speak it to yourselves in psalms, hymns, come on church, spiritual songs, singing, make a melody in your heart to the Lord. So in other words, it's constantly, constantly it reiterating the word through psalms, through hymns, through worship, through prayer, through thanksgiving, constantly. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we worship you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you what, if you're like that all day long, the devil can't mess with you. You put up a guard around you. Father, we just worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When, when, when you feel discouraged, that's the time to feel yourself even more. Pray in the Holy Ghost. When you feel like something may not go right and you're feeling a quickening in your spirit, that's the time to pray in the Holy Ghost. You wake up in the morning, you feel like something, mm, something, something's wrong. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Something's happening. Oh, I don't know why I woke up 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Now look what it says in Jude. Go with me to Jude now. Jude is right before Revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says. Well, did I say before Revelation? Yeah, it is. Jude 20. Jude 20. Hallelujah. Notice what it says. But you, believe, beloved believers, but you believers, building up yourself, building on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep, verse 20, 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. For the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Let's stop here for a moment. So in other words, remember, by faith, in love, activating, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice this. You've got to pray by, by faith sometimes. Sometimes you don't feel like praying. Pray by faith. You don't feel like forgiving somebody, you forgive by faith. You don't feel like uh, dancing, do it by faith. Folks, listen. L listen let's learn something right now. All, all of us that are here tonight, listen. If you're sick coming to church, that's faith already working, right? But just don't come to church sick and sitting there expecting for you to get healed, jump into the river with your sickness. Come on. So what are you doing? You're moving into the realm of faith so that you can break forth. I've done that so many times. I tell you, coming to church feeling tired, coming to church feeling sick. You know, notice, notice this. So what's going on? I'm trying to sh explain something to you. Don't allow your body or your, car your carnality to speak and control your walk with God. Come on, church. Amen. Uh, people say, well, I just don't feel like talking to this person about Jesus. Well, that's your feelings. It's your carnality. Your spirit says, yeah, do it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't feel like reading the Bible tonight. Ooh, 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 that's the time to get you the Bible and read it by faith. I just don't feel like a, I just... I just don't feel like giving an offering today. That's the time to give an offering even more. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, our assignment, our assignment on earth till Jesus comes and gathers the church is to keep ourselves overflowing with the anointing of God. 
Keep ourselves full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Amen. Now, notice this. I love this. When I'm full, I'm overflowing. And if I'm overflowing, you're going to get the power. Amen. But if I'm never full, let's go backwards. If I'm never full, you'll never get the power, and it'll only be me getting full. So if I stay overfilled and refilling myself, what am I doing? I'm getting the overflow, and you're getting that power. Don't you love it? Hallelujah, amen. It's like trying to shut off a gusher, and you can't. It's like, it's like watching TV when they, when, they, when they hit oil. Have you ever seen these, these, these old cowboys when they strike, struck, struck, uh, struck oil? They just, it's a gusher. They're dancing. All that oil's coming on. And, and you wonder how they can't shut that thing off until they put a valve on that thing. You know, they have to have a special valve. Well, that's the way the Holy Spirit. Let him just bubble up all out of you. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand up, church. You get something, church? Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's let's get up. Hallelujah. Uh, Those that are watching, go ahead and stand up with us, too. Participate. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's lift our hands. Uh, Mama, lift one hand. (laughs) Amen. John's lifting both hands. Lift your hands toward heaven, and and, and let's just pray. Oh, let's just thank the Lord. Father, we're so thankful. Thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for thinking about us. Thank you for giving us Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, I thank you. And Lord, we fill ourselves up every day. From this moment on, we fill ourselves up and we overflow, we overflow, we overflow. Our, our, our belly shall flow with rivers of water, living water. Father, we'll just flood others. We'll just soak others in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Now let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Those that are watching, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, come on. Let, let your neighbors hear the Holy Ghost. Ribo Shambranda. Oh, hallelujah. Ribo Mrandi Karabaka. Rosso Bronda Brandi Ribi Koroko. Oh, Rabandi Ribi Kandaravakata. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we commit. We commit, Lord, to be filled and to be filled and to be filled and to be filled by the Holy Ghost. Overflowing in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you gave it to us for a purpose. We will use it, Lord. We will accept it. We will fill ourselves for a purpose. And yes, Holy Spirit, work in us, through us. Bring out the word of God. Bring all things to our remembrance, Lord. Keep us sharp, Lord Jesus. Walking sharp, Lord Jesus. A people that know the word of God. A people that know how to answer uh, when there's complications uh, that need the word of God. Thank you, Father, that you'll give us wisdom how to deal with things, Father Lord. And thank you, Holy Ghost, that you'll even throw extra by showing us things that we may lost, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we love you because you're part of the Trinity. You're the third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three, Father, are part of the tribe, tribe, uh, uh, the Trinity, Father. We thank you, triune being. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Amen.